880 The Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul. FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstra. As House Democrats prepare to open doors to their impeachment inquiry of President Trump, the president's insisting there was nothing wrong with his Ukraine phone call. The president declares that he hasn't been hurt by the released testimony from closed-door depositions and says he's not worried, as long as lawmakers remain focused on his July 25th phone call with Ukraine's leader. All that matters is one thing, the transcript. And the transcript is perfect. However, Democrat investigators argue that the president abused his authority in that phone call for personal political gain by pressuring Ukraine to investigate the 2016 election and the Biden family. Greg Clugston, the White House. Meanwhile, House Republicans have a list of witnesses they want the Intelligence Committee to hear from, headlined by the anonymous whistleblower himself and former Vice President Joe Biden's son, Hunter. This is SRN News. Mark Levin believes there are too many unanswered questions. We need the whistleblower so-called to testify about Adam Schiff, about the former national security advisors on the Obama administration who were held over briefly in the Trump administration, and then Adam Schiff hired them. We need to know about the so-called whistleblower's conversations with one or both of them and with Schiff, and whether he even had conversations with Schiff. We need to know everybody he spoke to. Mark Levin, weeknights at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. Hour two of the Northern Alliance Radio Network headliner Mitch Berg is coming up next. And if you like what you hear on air each day, drop by and give us a like on Facebook. You'll find local news stories, free resources, contests, and info about our upcoming events. Here's your Twin Cities forecast brought to you by Great Plains Windows and Doors. Partly sunny than rain, likely a high of 40 tonight. That rain may turn into some flurries. And a low of 28. Mitch Berg coming up next right here on The Patriot. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Berg. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that is making talk radio great again, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. My name, Mitch Berg, my blog, shotinthedark.info. And uh, beyond that, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's get right into it here. This is, uh, by the way, we're, uh, we've been on the air for, what, six, I'm going on 16 years here. Kind of catches up on me slowly sometimes but yeah we've been uh we've been doing this for 16 years which i will have you know is longer than my original thank you thank you very much longer than my original radio career lasted by a considerable margin and uh, much more steady for that matter so that's pretty typical for the way radio was back then oddly enough uh 651-289-4488 is the number to call if you'd like to join me here on the broadcast and i hope you would we're also on twitter at hashtag Narn Show, that's N-A-R-N Show. And just as an experiment today, over on my Facebook page at Mitch Berg, I'm doing a quick live stream. So if you're a friend of mine on Facebook, and I should really actually do this on the Northern Alliance Facebook page so everyone can see it. Uh, but I'm actually doing a live video stream from the studio here. So if you're watching there, hi, I see uh, Penny, my high school classmates online. Hey, Penny, how you doing? A lot of my high school classmates from North Dakota tune in, which is so much fun. I enjoy that. Uh, it's been great uh, hearing how many people back in the old homestead actually tune in via the live stream at am12a thepatriot.com. 
It's a lot of fun. Anyway, uh, my number is 651-289-4488. Uh, you can also join me on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, as I said, and in um, so many other ways. You can also pick up the podcast every afternoon, uh, about five minutes after the show gets off the air, five or ten minutes uh, after, at am1280thepatriot.com slash podcasts, or at whatever uh, podcast streaming service you use, uh, a download service, whatever. I think you can get it on iTunes. You can also use the AM12A, the Patriot app, or iHeartRadio. Either way, love to have you there. So anyway, today is, we got a lot to talk about today, by the way. I've, a quick announcement, by the way. Two weeks from today, I'll be talking with Lacey Johnson, who is running for the Republican nomination to run against Ilhan Omar in the 5th Congressional District. I talked with Lacey last year when he was running for, I believe, State Senate, State House, I believe, State Senate. And uh, very impressive guy, incredibly impressive guy. In a just world, he would win by Ilhan Omar by a two, maybe three-digit margin. The world is not just, at least not as long as districts like Minnesota CD5 exist. Uh, but Lacey Johnson is throwing his hat in the ring to attempt to try and fix that among many uh, candidates, some excellent, <sighs> some somewhat lamentable, running for the, uh, the, for the race in, in the 5th Congressional District. And by the way, if you are running for the Republican nomination, in the 5th Congressional District, I'd love to hear from you. Have your people call my people. If you're a Democrat running for the nomination against Ilhan Omar in the primary, I'd love to talk with you as well. I'll give you equal time. Have your people call my people. Finally, if you are Representative Ilhan Omar, I would welcome a chance to have you on the air live to, let's just say, communicate about some of the issues in your public persona and the way you've presented yourself, and perhaps perhaps to set the, the record straight on some of the issues that have dogged you among conservatives over this last know, almost a year. I mean, it seems fair. I have spent the last, I don't know, three years almost now uh, assailing elements of your public record, the things you say, the things you do, the things you vote for, the things you represent. I think it's only fair that I give you the chance to to respond live on our airwaves. So if you're part of Ilhan Omar's retinue, please have her get in touch with me or do it yourself. That's your job. Uh, have your people call my people. I would love to have Representative Omar on my show. The, the invitation is official. And by the way, I continue to extend the invitation to all DFL representatives in Minnesota, uh, Mayor Fry, uh, Mayor Carter, who might actually accept. We'll see. That'll be kind of fun. Uh, and, and all the other, uh, Betty McCollum, certainly, uh, Ilhan Omar. Uh, oh, I would love to have Angie Craig on the show. You know what? It's been a few years since I've kept the uh, invites up to date. Maybe I'll have to do that when I get off the air today, send out my invites to every elected DFL official at the city or congressional level in the state of Minnesota, plus the Speaker of the House. Oh, I would so love to get Melissa Hortman on the show. That would be so fun. And it's about as likely as getting that second date with Scarlett Johansson. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest here. It's not very likely. But hope springs eternal, and every once in a while you get lucky. I was I think about 10, 11 years ago, Ed Morrissey and I got uh, R.T. Ryback on the show. That's right, R.T. Ryback, who we used to think of as an extreme progressive. 
Now seems like a Truman, as a Truman-like statesman. I mean, he seems like Randy Kelly in compared comparison with the the crowd of hamsters that we have. I'm sorry, the crowd of DFL elected representatives and and executives we have in office today. Anyway, six five one two eight nine four four eight eight the number to call. Today's a big anniversary, folks. Uh, today is the thirtieth anniversary of the fall of the Berlin Wall, and I. I have a hard time explaining this to people who are less than, I don't know, maybe 45, 50 years old. This was a huge event for me, and I'm going to try and give a little bit of context. For those of you out there who are perhaps less than 35, 40 years old, your concept of of the notion of a Berlin Wall and the Iron Curtain that went with it may be completely abstract. I'm sure you, you were taught nothing of it in history class. Little to nothing of it for for many years. Certainly, if you went to school in Minneapolis or St. Paul, this may be news to you. After World War II, the Soviets glommed onto part uh, most of Eastern Europe, uh, Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia, Poland, Czechoslovakia. Used to be called Czechoslovakia, now the Czech Republic and Slovakia, uh, Hungary, Bulgaria, Romania, uh, Albania, and a uh, few other minor countries uh, were all considered part of the Soviet bloc, the Eastern bloc, the, the Warsaw Pact, it was called. And long about the late 1950s, early 1960s, when the economy of those states started to fall apart, as it inevitably does uh, when socialism is in the ascendant, see also Venezuela, uh, there was a efflux of people uh, from the countries along the border, specifically uh, Czechoslovakia, now the Czech Republic, and especially East Germany, especially in Berlin. Now, Berlin was always a strange place. Berlin uh, was itself divided into four different occupying sectors, even though it was well within the Soviet zone. Roughly two-thirds of Berlin was administered, originally occupied, and then administered and defended by the three major uh, Western powers that had conquered the Nazis, along with uh, the Soviets, the, the Americans, the British, and the French. And that little area, West Berlin, it was called, is now, uh, now of course, it's just Berlin, and all of Germany is a free country. Uh, and that all started 30 years ago today, really, 30 years ago today. And to set that context up, takes a little bit of beyond just the, the history. I mean, how, how as people were fleeing the economic collapse of Eastern Europe, of East Berlin, of East Germany, of, of Poland and, and Czechoslovakia, and not just the economic collapse, but the further repression of freedom as, as the, the Czechs spray, as the Soviets invaded Czechoslovakia during the, the, the Prague uprising, as they clamped down on little bits of demonstrations for freedom in, in, in Poland and in Hungary in, uh, in the 50s and the 60s into the 70s. People started to, to flee, and the flight became so prevalent it became such an additional drag on the already stricken East German economy that the East Germans, basically puppets of the Russians, of the Soviets, felt the need to build a wall not to keep Westerners out, but to keep Easterners in. Nobody tried to cross the Berlin Wall going east. I mean, maybe one or two in, in, in the 30 years it existed, 30, 40 years it existed. No, 30 years it existed, sorry. And in the meantime, hundreds, 
thousands crossed the border, not, not just the Berlin Wall, the wall that was built between occupied and free Berlin, but also the long row of barbed wire and landmines that was built between East Germany and, and, and excuse me, communist East Germany and free West Germany. Thousands of people tried to escape. Hundreds were killed. I mean, you could be shot on sight for trying to, for getting too close to the Berlin Wall. You could be shot for trying to cross the barbed wire. Good luck with that. It was five kilometers thick with landmines and dogs and patrols and every which kind of obstacle to keep people in. See also Venezuela. I said that already. Doesn't matter. Kids today need to hear it twice. This is the world I was born into, by the way. I was born not long after the Berlin Wall was built. I was My mother was expecting me during the Cuban Missile Crisis. And I grew up in rural North Dakota, right in the middle of missile country, uh, where the Air Force planted its 300 or so Minuteman missile silos. The Cold War and its potential manifestations as a hot war was all around me. And I grew up very, very disinclined to to put a lot of stock in, in the world as it was just because I was keenly aware that everything I knew in the world could get vaporized in a moment just by a, a bunch of the, the idiots that I saw in, in power around me uh, on both sides of the Iron Curtain. I was still very much a progressive up until um, I was probably 20, 21 years, well, 20-ish years old. I'd say progressive, a liberal. And it was I was very disinclined to, I don't know, have kids and bring kids into a world that could be vaporized on a moment's notice by the kind of bobbleheads I saw in power around me. And into that world, towards the end of my high school years, all of our high school years, if you're of a certain age, uh, came Ronald Reagan, someone who uh, believed in his heart and in his deeds that the Soviet Union, communism, the threat that communism posed the free and civilized worlds could be defeated. Now, there are people today who said, ah, the Soviet Union was always going to collapse. It never had a chance. And they, and by the way, every last one of them is a Monday morning quarterback because Dinesh D'Souza did a great job in his biography of Ronald Reagan 30-odd years ago pointing out that all of the experts, every last one of them, was saying that the Soviet Union would inevitably fall we're saying just the opposite back in the 1980s, even into the early 1990s, even as the Berlin Wall was, was, was being torn down. They were saying, ah, the Soviet Union's here to stay. And so when Ronald Reagan in 1987 said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. I will admit, even as I had become a young, fire-breathing conservative and talk show host at that time, I took it with a grain, nay, a block of salt. I thought, you know, it's good rhetoric. It's, it's, it's the kind of thing that, that mobilizes a base, but I didn't see it happening in my lifetime. And yet, 30 years ago today, there it was. And exactly what that means for you, for me, and everyone, we'll talk about when we come back. 651-289-4488. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot.
St. Thomas Academy, Minnesota's only all-male military leadership school, invites you to their special Veterans Day event, November 11th at 9 a.m. The event will spotlight World War II and features keynote speaker General Joseph Botel, former commander of the U.S. Central Command. He'll share from his leadership experience overseeing military operations in the Middle East. This free event is at St. Thomas Academy. Visit cadets.com slash vetsday for details and directions. That's cadets.com slash vetsday. I'm Jan Mark Hill, helping you understand the times. It was peaceful early on, but over the last two to three hours, it's gotten flat out ugly. I've seen punches thrown, people pushed down. There's been mace, and a lot of this is because the protesters appear to be challenging the police. The spirit of the Antichrist, that is lawlessness and anarchy, came to my hometown, Minneapolis, when President Trump tried to hold a rally here recently. But this is going on in dozens of countries around the world. Violence, rioting, and out-of-control behavior is the order of the day everywhere. Is this setting the stage for the man of lawlessness, the Antichrist, who could be waiting in the wings as turmoil is around the world? The Bible predicts this scenario, but we do not know the timing of his arrival. For more information, listen to our weekend program on this station or anytime at olivetreeviews.org. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. Hi, this is Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280, The Patriot. And I'd like to remind you to spend your money wisely and use our loyal marketing partners here at this great station. Many of our clients are local businesses who live, work, and play right here in the Twin Cities, and their success in business is our success. For a list of our loyal marketing partners, go to am1280thepatriot.com or call us at 651-405-8800. We thank you for listening and supporting our partners. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. So, the Minnesota Golden Gophers are uh, are surprising the world, frankly. I mean, they've got their best record that they've had since uh, 1941, starting the season 8-0. And so far, the things have started off really well uh, for the Go-Go's. That's short for Golden Gophers. I'm going to make that phrase catch on if it's the last thing I do. Uh, as of two minute war- as of the two-minute warning, 31-26 Minnesota. Uh, they've they were up they were up 12 points at the beginning of the fourth quarter. 
the 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 uh, Penn State scored another touchdown. Apparently, so they're going to make it an interesting two minutes. We'll uh, ask uh, for for an update on that as we go forward here. But whatever happens with the Go Go's, America's team, the North Dakota State Bison, are back. All the action is going on on Bison football. The herd is the word on our sister station, Business 1440. Last year, the herd went undefeated and got their seventh FCS championship out of eight seasons. Yeah, there was that one uh, little episode with uh, George Mason. George Mason? Uh, I forget which one. Yeah, George Mason a couple years ago. We'll, we'll, we'll pass that. Knock wood. Uh, they're on their way, by the way, on their way to hopefully eight out of nine here. And by the way, this is the second to last game of the regular season for the herd. Uh, so make sure you catch every single game. By the way, the next one's uh, teeing up in about 10 minutes here on Business 1440. Although feel free to stay here uh, until three o'clock. I, I would much appreciate it, in fact. 651 289 4488. Talk about the fall of the Berlin Wall. I started setting some of the context. Uh, the, the world was in a Cold War that seemed to have no end. It was serious business. For those of you kids out there under the age of, I don't know, 40-ish, who have never really had to confront the notion of the entire world being re- rendered, un- or at least the entire northern hemisphere being rendered uninhabitable in a matter of a half hour or so, that was the world I grew up in. And if you're somewhere near my age. It was the world you grew up in, too, whether you knew it or recognized it or not. Now, I was growing up in missile country uh, in the middle of 300 missile silos and two B-52 bomber bases. In other words, uh, the biggest first strike target outside of D.C. in in America. And uh, you knew it. You'd drive along the highways, you'd see missile silos, you'd see Air Force trucks uh, pulling up to those silos, hauling uh, repair parts, hauling crews. You'd run into the the the, the missile crews in, in small-town cafes all over the state, having breakfast after they get off duty, before they go on duty. Sometimes, if you were really, quote, lucky, end quote, you'd be driving down the road and see a convoy coming up with a couple armored cars at the front, a couple more at the back, and a big semi with a really weird trailer designed to haul a Minuteman three missile around the prairie. That was the world I grew up in. And I, without meaning to sound melodramatic, because I was already well on, I was a conservative by this point. And I, on the other hand, thought, why bother having kids? I did. And the fall of the Berlin Wall and with it, the fall of communism, which started, by the way, two years after Ronald Reagan's challenge to Mikhail Gorbachev to tear down the Berlin Wall. It, it started. The, the, it's, it started in Poland, where the, the, the resistance, if you will, uh, take that, all you anti-Trumpers out there. The real resistance had been forming for 10 years really had been going since the end of the war, but had been resurgent since about 1980 as the Solidarity Movement under Lech Wałęsa and the, and the rest of the freedom fighters started giving Soviet rule an intellectually bloody nose uh, while I was still in high school. Uh, they also uh, started in the Baltic states, especially Estonia, where the first skirmish really a borderline violence skirmish. Actually, there was violence in the skirmish between Soviet forces and Estonians, who some of whom, and, and by the way, those of you who think you're hardcore pro-liberty out there, 
these are the people you should model your lives after. We, there were Estonians who'd been in the woods, in the forests of Estonia, since the end of World War II, getting ready for their chance to come out and resist the Soviets. Sometimes a couple generations of them. They're called the Forest Brothers. They're heroes in Estonia. And by the way, these are people who know what hashtag resistance actually is. Resisting real tyranny and betting their lives on it. So this all started happening happening in the late 80s and early 90s. And, and gradually, some of the dominoes started to fall. Poland, the Baltic states, Hungary, the Czechs. Finally, the East the East Germans in 1989, and by the way, it took a while to get the wall torn down. Uh, it was a big effort to do. It was a major deconstruction project. Uh, the actual rendering irrelevant of the wall took a little, took place a little bit before this, probably 1989, I believe it was. There's a great movie on the subject, by the way. It's a German TV production called Bornholmer Strasse. It's named after the border checkpoint where the Berlin Wall metaphorically and demographically fell in 1989. It's a fantastic movie, a bit of a comedy, actually, uh, about the, the German East German police officer and his, sub, uh, his subordinates who ran the border crossing at Bornholmerstrasse, uh, uh, which was one of the crossings between East and West Germany. Uh, back then. And this is the one where the officer got a bunch of mixed messages from the command authority and got so confused and finally just so disgusted with the whole thing and said, fine, whatever, go through. Made the call himself. And it was like the the, the, the opening in the dam that, that busted open and, and from then on the dam was irrelevant. So by the time the Berlin Wall actually was torn down 30 years ago today, when the the the, the deconstruction actually started the uh the actually actually no yeah that was that i'm sorry i got the wrong event here right it took a while to tear down the wall my bad the events at bornholmer strasse were, th were the ones 30 years ago today it's been a while folks <laughs> uh, time plays tricks on everyone's memory anyway it was november 9th 1989 when the events at the bornholmer strasse uh, took place and uh excuse me uh, that was the date East Berliners once again acquired the freedom to pass back and forth between East and West Berlin. And it'd be impossible to overstate again how important that was for me, for all of us, whether you knew it or not at the time. Now, on this 30th anniversary, it's worth asking, has the promise that day been upheld uh, Thomas Connor at National Review writes, uh, on November 9th, 1989, when East Berliners once again acquired the liberty to pass through the inner city partition, it seemed as if all was somehow right with the world. Oh, yes, it did. The strains of Beethoven's Immortal Ninth Symphony soon filled one of the great Berlin concert halls with the word for freedom, Freiheit, substituted for joy as the focus of celebration in the rural uh, choral text of the final movement. And as subsequent events cascaded toward the uni reunification of Germany, the end of the Cold War, and the more widespread collapse of communism, many of us allowed ourselves to believe that world peace was at hand. It was indeed tempting, by the way. As someone who was there, uh, it, 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 it was tempting to think. Now, I had studied enough history where I never believed that history ended or that the world would remain forever a peaceful place. 
But on the other hand, the big problem was out of the way. And and I remember keenly the date that Strategic Air Command uh, took its bombers off of alert up until a certain date in 1990-91. There was always a a, a portion of America's strategic bomber force, B-52s, FB-111s, that were kept on alert with their crews in a ready shack ready to take off on five minutes' notice fully armed up with nukes, ready to provide their end of the nuclear deterrent. I mean, on the launch, on the runways, they were the deterrent. Once they're in the air, they're part of the war. And once that alert stood down, after nearly 45, 50 years of continuous alert, I did let out a sigh of relief that I still feel to this day. Hard to even tell what a big blast of relief that was. Anyway, back to Thomas Connor in National Review. Uh, the last 30 years have largely dashed the hopes of that heady November. Even so, we should not allow ourselves to forget the promised profit to millions by the collapse of one of the most hideous structures ever fashioned by human hands. Certainly, the fruits of freedom are enjoyed today by more Europeans and more people worldwide than ever before. But current events in China and the bafflingly large number of Americans who seem favorably disposed towards the same collectivist ideals that gave the Berlin Wall its reason for meaning, Burley Sanders, uh, caution us that freedom has not yet been won in this twilight battle and will never win if we lose sight of the true glory, a true nature of its adversary. And let's be honest, the true nature of that promise. 651. 651- 289-4488. By the way, I am advised that the Minnesota Golden Gophers, a.k.a. the Go-Go's, have won in their battle against Penn State, uh, confirming the status that this is indeed a very, very, very good season for the Go-Go's. Join us, won't you please? 651-289-4488. The Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Have you ever used the excuse the devil made me do it? Well, you may be right. I'm Screwtape, demon extraordinaire and star of the Screwtape Letters, the wildly popular stage adaptation of the best-selling novel by C.S. Lewis. A profound experience, says Christianity Today, and the National Review calls Screwtape Letters pure genius. Get your tickets today. The Screwtape Letters, coming to Pantages Theater Saturday, November 16th with two big shows. Get your tickets today with great deals for groups at ScrewtapeOnStage.com. That's ScrewtapeOnStage.com. Varicose and spider veins. Wow, what a gift from my parents. They had them and I got them. And not only are they uncomfortable and sometimes painful, but I stopped wearing skirts and shorts because I was embarrassed and I really hated the way my legs looked. When my kids asked, what are those things on your legs? I was done. I finally went to Vein Clinics of America. The procedure took about an hour and I was right back to work. The staff made me feel so comfortable and the results, well, even my husband noticed. Vein Clinics of America has been treating vein disease for over 35 years. They're the largest and most experienced in the U.S. Look, I've been doing the commercials for vein clinics for years because I really believe in them, and you can trust them too. So stop hiding your legs. Vein Clinics of America accepts most major insurance plans. So call now to see if you qualify for a free consultation. Call 800-606-1010. 800-606-1010. That's 800 606 Ten ten. Here's another free offer from Lucky Station. 
Do you want exceptional convenience and still do business with a like-minded Minnesota company? It's Lucky's Station Convenience Stores. Larry Elder here with Lucky's owner, Scott Stevens. Don't let the negative news and the upcoming weary winter weather wipe you out. Come into Lucky Stations and let us brighten up your day. Or at least help you see better. Mention AM1280 The Patriot and we'll give you a free gallon of windshield wash. We'll make your day better and brighter. Lucky Station, your neighborhood store. Lucky Station is a small group of family-owned convenience stores in a world of giant national chains. They have to work harder to earn your business. Lucky Station has everything that the big-name convenience stores have. Lucky's Station, the official convenience store of AM1280, The Patriot. Find them online at luckystations.com. Mention AM1280, The Patriot, and we'll give you a free gallon of windshield wash. Lucky Station, your neighborhood store, with nine Twin Cities locations to serve you. Hi, this is Al Momberg. This Sunday morning on the World of Aviation, we'll speak with the president of AOPA, the Airplane Owners and Pilots Association. Mark Baker is only the fifth president in the 80-year history of the organization. We'll talk about a variety of subjects impacting pilots across the country, including the price of aviation fuel and how it varies widely from airport to airport. Join us this Sunday morning for the World of Aviation, right after the top of the hour news at 10.05, right here on AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the the number to call. Hashtag Narn Show, or you can join my live stream on Facebook, if you're a friend of mine on Facebook, anyway. Hey, don't forget, our book of the month for November is the latest in a series from none other than America's second family, the Pence family. This month, you could win a copy of Marlon Bundo's Best Christmas Ever by Charlotte Pence. In his latest adventure, Marlon, the Botus, or Bunny of the United States, has an incredible holiday adventure in which he is... uh... No, no, he's not running with the devil. It's a heartwarming holiday adventure with Marlon Bundo, the Bunny of the U.S. How did this happen? No, none of that involved. Anyway, visit am12athepatriot.com for your chance to win a copy. Again, Marlon Bundo's Best Christmas Ever. Perfect gift for your child, your grandkids. It's a fun read. Check it out. Charlotte Pants brings some game when it comes to kids' books. Check it out. And join the Patriot Fan Club. That's really the source of all good things vis-a-vis this station and show. The Patriot Fan Club, Book Club, you name it. Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Golden Gophers win 31-26. to The uh, herd, the bison, North Dakota State, America's team, uh, should have just kicked off uh, moments ago here on their uh, quest for another, uh, another victory in the FCS, another national championship. Here's hoping. Part of uh, the, 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 the bison nation here. And yes, I'm a fair weather fan. I absolutely, absolutely am. Now, by being a Bison fan has indeed been nothing but fair weather for a full decade now. And really, this is not even their first long run. Back in the late 70s, early 80s uh, is, uh, is, was a great time for the, the, the Bison as well. There came some drought years. Okay, a couple of drought decades. This past 10, 15 years, uh, the Bison have been an absolute juggernaut in the FCS, Division Two. Uh, football, and uh, I'm looking forward to that. Now, as far as the Go-Go's are concerned, who, by the way, just iced their 
uh, first win in I don't know decades over Penn State, and are now sitting on their best record since before World War II. I'll let that sink in just uh, a, a moment. Is <laughs> uh, since before World War II, uh, the the the. This is pretty amazing. And I make no bones about the fact that I'm a Fairweather fan. I mean, I, I don't have time for losers. Yeah, I know. I've been a Chicago Bears fan forever. And believe me, growing up in North Dakota, that, that wasn't necessarily easily. Uh, so anyway, uh, by the way, I'm running a little Facebook live chat here uh, for, for purposes of people who want to check out, see what the show is like, watch the magic happen behind the scenes. And right now I'm doing it on my personal Facebook page, so you have to be a friend of mine. I'm probably going to start doing these on the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page next week, uh, just so the whole world can see. I'm just going to have to make sure all of you on the personal page can see it. Anyway, uh, Joe from D.C. Uh, points out, yeah, try being a Vikings fan in D.C. Gross. Yeah, no, I believe it. Uh, and, and by the way, I mean, being a Vikings fan was such an onerous thing for so long that even the Vikings fans I grew up amongst in North Dakota, which used to be even more psychotic than the ones in Minnesota, largely deserted and went over to the Bison. Justifiably so. I mean, let's face it. I mean, while it's it, there perhaps may be some bragging rights in being a lifelong birthright fan, like some of my Packers fan friends, you know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's face it. Beyond a few little labors of love, I mean, who's got time for endless travail and defeat and, and loserdom. Not me. Not me. I, I I don't waste my time on things that are a waste of time. Well, other than the Bears for many years now and probably this year as well. And the Twins for many years, although this was a very good year, and here's hoping next year uh, we break the postseason curse or <laughs> get to the postseason at any rate. Anyway, that's sports for you here. Now, by the way, i, I got to tell you, this past week we had another one of our events that I love. One of the best fringe benefits at this station of doing this broadcast for all these going on 16 years now has been the frequent opportunity to meet all of you in our audience out there in public, out on the street, at these events especially. And the event this past week was as fun as any and more fun than, than most in its own way. We got to participate, Brad Carlson and I, uh, who's the host of the Sunday edition of the broadcast, uh, Sundays from 1 to 3 here on AM 1280, we got to participate in the Twin Cities premiere of No Safe Spaces. By the way, this is the documentary movie uh, produced by Dennis Prager and Adam Carolla, the uh, <laughs> the, the most unlikely uh, pair of crusaders anywhere. Uh, Dennis Prager, a, a learned, erudite, orthodox Jew, who uh, is is known as one of the best intellects in American media, full stop. And Adam Carolla, former host of The Man Show and Love Lines, and famously known as is kind of a kind of a kind of a stand up comic, a, uh, a occasionally borderline crass broadcaster, but it needs to be said, someone who is much concerned about the future and present the dismal state on American campuses of liberty, especially free speech. And No Safe Spaces is, uh, is, is a whack upside the head. Now, if you listen to this broadcast, you know that safe speech, uh, should be free speech, is 
being hunted like deer during deer season on American campuses, that most American campuses, on most American campuses, especially the big ones, especially the, quote, elite, end quote, ones, the the notion of free speech is being hunted down and beaten with a shovel by the notion that some speech shouldn't be free. It's broadly called hate speech. And there's a parallel in, 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 with free speech and another noxious phenomenon in society. We, we've talked much on this broadcast about the antics of, quote, anti-fad, the social, so-called anti-fascist action group that roams the country from protest to protest, finding a random crowd, uh, random single, usually uh, Republicans, conservatives, dissenters from the mob, to beat up. And again, they're all they always do it several on one. It's usually a matter of five or six of them attacking, either sucker punching or ganging up on one or two people. Uh frequently women. <laughs> I mean the victims are women more often than not because uh, progressive men uh frequently can't hope to take on uh, anybody in a fair fight. Hence, they don't fight fair, and that's fine. I mean, fights, fair fights are for suckers, but uh, it's also not the way you do politics. Here's the problem with, quote, anti, end quote, fa. To them, the, the idea is to punch a Nazi, to beat up a fascist, but then everyone literally who disagrees with them is a fascist, a Trump supporter, a Republican, a conservative. Everyone is a fascist to, quote, anti, end quote, fa. And the stories, I mean, there's too many stories to even talk about. I mean, the documentary even de- didn't even get to all the stories. As Joe in D.C. points out, Jeff Sessions has protested off the Northwestern University campus recently. Uh, by the way, he's now running for his old Senate seat. Uh, and, and by the way, there have been other examples. I mean, this goes back to the mid-1980s when uh, Vice President Bush and Gene Kirkpatrick were booed from stages at the University of Minnesota. This is back before some of you in this audience were born. This was back when there was still a Berlin Wall. <laughs> anyway, it's a, it's it's an old tradition here in uh, among America's elites, but it's it's become an epidemic. The First Amendment and the very idea of free speech are under attack in America, and and it's focused on the campuses today. But the campuses are where tomorrow's programmers, where tomorrow's social media entrepreneurs, where tomorrow's middle management, where tomorrow's politicians, Lord help us, are coming from. A significant number of Americans, especially among academia, don't believe you have the right to speak your mind if what you have to say might offend someone somewhere. And the bounds of offense are impossibly wide and can't be missed if you dissent from the absolute letter of the rhetorical law of what is considered acceptable. They advocate for safe spaces in which people won't be offended by ideas they might find troubling, but they find everything that's more than a jot or twidge outside of of rigidly set boundaries to be troubling. And and one of the most eye-opening things about the movie, which, by the way, I strongly recommend every single person see, whatever it takes, at all costs, 
and make sure that the millennials in your life see it as well and post-millennials in your life, whatever they're called now, see it as well is the fact that this is a blunt object that hits liberals just as much as it hits conservatives. It hits Democrats just as much as it hits Republicans. Uh, Some of the most compelling examples in the movie were the two professors at Evergreen State University who in 2017 were hounded off campus by a a racial identity uh, group pushing an event where white people were supposed to stay off of the Evergreen Evergreen State University campus in in Washington, near Seattle, A, a blindingly racist event. Which, to which they objected as liberals. And they were hounded off of the school staff. They were hounded off the fact, uh, the, the professor, uh, I believe, ah, I can't remember his name. I have to look it up. Uh, the professor and his wife, both of them biologists, scientists, were hounded off the campus. There was another woman, a, a, identify, a woman who identified as a, a liberal, who was uh, a faculty member in uh, Toronto who was hounded out of a job in Canada and, and threatened with human rights uh, violations for, uh, for, for not for speaking out against anyone, but for allowing others to speak out whose views dissented from the mainstream, whose views might be seen by some as attacking uh, people of different lifestyles, which... And, and, and in just the same way as, quote, anti, end quote, fa, has defined all dissent as fascism, all dissent from things considered by the narrowest possible to definition of political correctness are now considered hate speech and problematic and there to be stomped out. I recommend you see the movie. Absolutely, I, of course I do. I uh, hope you hope you can swing that. I'll I'll send out uh, updates on that as I can at shotinthedark.info. Northern Alliance AM twelve eighty The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. AM twelve eighty The Patriot. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts BAG11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting BAG11 to 88988. That's BAG11 to 88988. 
you hear a lot of business people talk about core values these days. That sounds all well and good, but if you're like me, you're just not quite sure what it means until you come across a company like Core Mark Metals. Owners Diane and John Dormanen founded the company 27 years ago on a basic principle, provide quality products with outstanding service. You can rely on Core Mark Metals to help you reach your goals. Their innovative solutions will keep your business and projects running smoothly, whether you're looking to manufacture a product to bring to market needing thousands of parts fabricated to impeccable standards, or building a trailer in your garage. Cormark Metals will ensure you meet your goal. To find out more about their extensive stock of metal hardware or to explore their menu of fabrication and design services, join them at CormarkMetals.com. That's CormarkMetals.com or get inspired by visiting them in Minneapolis just off of Washington with plenty of free parking. Cormark Metals, values that hit the mark. Mike Campbell here, serial entrepreneur. Patriot Software provides American businesses with easy, cloud-based, premium accounting software and full-service payroll for up to 100 employees. Business owners love the simplicity, the price, and our U.S.-based support. And accountants love the powerful capabilities. Check out our nearly perfect 5 out of 5 star ratings. Keep your time and money. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say, you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. It's time to throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 1280 to Patriot hosts in high quality with Alexa and Amazon Echo. Best educated, best equipped, best prepared troops refuse to fight. Matter of fact, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. Still time to join, although not much. I, by the way, lots to lots to talk about here. Brad Carlson will be back tomorrow from one to three. I will be off on assignment next Saturday. Brad will be filling in for me. I will be in. I will have a special broadcast on Sunday of next week. The following week, everything back to normal. I'll be in Saturday. Brad will be in Sunday. I will have, by the way, Lacey Johnson on the broadcast, who is running for the United States House against Ilhan Omar. When it comes uh, in the uh, 5th Congressional District, uh, looking forward to talking to Lacey. We talked with him, he, uh, Mr. Johnson, when he was uh, running for the state Senate, I believe, uh, two years ago. And looking forward to talk to him again. In a just world, he would uh, clobber Ilhan Omar by a three-digit margin. And you know what? It's about time we created a just world out there. What do you say? We're going to do our bit two weeks from today. Uh, three weeks from today, of course, is Thanksgiving weekend. I will have, I believe, if all goes according to plan, a special Thanksgiving Day broadcast. Hey, Michael Medved did it for years. He's coming up with these evergreen holiday broadcasts that he could run over and over again every year for, for decades. I'm going to try and do the same, only I'm so far just down to Christmas Independence Day, and hopefully with a little luck, Thanksgiving coming up here. Also, also Gun Owners Action Day uh, every April. I have a special broadcast for that so I can get away from uh, the show. So four, count them, four evergreen broadcasts that I keep on tap ready to go for those four days a year. And I still think they're going to be worth listening to for all of you. Anyway, uh, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Talking about no safe spaces, the uh, Dennis Prager, Adam Carolla movie, which... 
was just excellent. I never knew what to expect. So I, it doesn't take much to put out a documentary movie these days. I mean, you can take a lot of iPhone footage, cobble it together in iMovie, and create a video. Create a movie. You can create a feature link video if you want. Heck, I could do it. In fact, it's been tempting to try and do a homemade production of Trollbert uh, for a while now. I'm not going to do it, <laughs> but it's fun to think about. Actually, if you happen to be a freelance movie producer with a line on a couple million bucks, have your people call my people. I'd love to get uh, uh, Trollbert into the theaters here somehow or other. Anyway, uh, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Uh, we're talking about safe spaces with Dennis Prager, Adam Carolla. Uh, the Best line of the whole thing. Actually, there's so many good lines in the show, but one of them that is absolutely essential is Dennis Prager's line that he's it's a, a riff of a line he's used for years, and that is the left conservatives believe liberals are wrong. Uh, and it's not really liberals even. I think we have to be specific. Conservatives think progressives are wrong, progressives think conservatives are evil. And he elaborates on that line in the movie. He says, and I quote they have to believe we're evil. Otherwise, they'd have to debate us. And that's really dead, dead on right there. The, 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 if, if they view you as less than human, they don't have to debate you. And you see this in debate after debate. You see this in, in small issues like, for example, the way some of the vote yes crowd uh, portrayed the issue in the, in the Tony Soprano-style trash system vote. This past week in St. Paul, I mean, they got pretty personal. They got pretty ugly. And even in victory, they had to try and grind it in uh, against those that they had vanquished at the polls. Uh, but it goes in other issues as well. I mean, you look at the, 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 the rhetoric coming from the gun grabber movement. They don't see Second Amendment advocates as human beings. When I say they, not every single one of them. But the people who are driving the movement want to push towards the systematic dehumanization of people who dissent from them. If you regard everyone as evil, as a Nazi, as a fascist, someone who you only deserve, only, only deserves a punch from you, you don't have to have a rational debate. In fact, it would be madness to try if they truly are evil thing is they're saying this not about nazis not about fascists they're saying it about you and me if you're most of the audience of this broadcast you are the fascists you are the nazis you are the evil ones to them and that's why this battle is so absolutely important uh to to, to and, and and by the way you, you see this from people all up and down the progressive food chain i mean when eric swalwell uh, started talking about nuking gun owners who resisted the buyback. I mean, you don't talk about nuking people that you see as humans. You don't talk about killing people, aggressively going after and extincting people that you see as human. Seeing them as evil is the first step in dehumanizing them. I mean, you look at the rhetoric that the real Nazis, mind you, not not Mitt Romney and, and John McCain and Donald Trump, but actual Nazis, the ones who started a world war and built extermination camps, uh, the rhetoric that they threw at their enemies, uh, communists, uh, gypsies, especially the mentally ill, and especially Jews before the war, before they even gained power, 
It was all about the systematic dehumanization of the people that they wanted out of their way. And if you are a, con- a, pro- a conservative, if you're a Second Amendment advocate, if you're a pro-lifer, they don't want to see you as human. They don't want to see you as, as anything but somebody worthy of being gotten rid of by all means necessary, rhetorically or otherwise. At any rate, every once in a while, by the way, it's, it's joked that people on the, uh, the politicians in general, but especially progressives, let the truth out. Now, Beto O'Rourke, who, by the way, is someday in a just world will be the example you see in the dictionary when someone says media phenomenon. Uh, he's a fake Latino beneficiary of a fake Beto mania and a former presidential candidate who left the race about a week ago. Uh, messed up and told the truth about Big Left's uh, approach to the Second Amendment. They want them, all of them. They want a mandatory buyback, which is just basically a, a, a confiscation with a layer of butter uh, smeared on the outside, eventually. Uh, Beto slipped up and, uh, in a fit of trying to remain relevant, told the truth and let Big Left's end game out. And the thing is... The progressives are starting to admit it. Joy Behar this past week admitted, hey, he should have kept the secret until it was too late for them to do anything about it. This is the inner id of progressivism exposed. Don't ever doubt it. Thanks for tuning in today. See you all a week from Sunday. Brad Carlson with you tomorrow from 1 to 3. Thanks for tuning in. God bless you all. God bless America. Everybody wants cheap airfare, but where do you find it? You call low-cost airlines. Their prices are direct from the airlines, and they're so low you can't find these fares published anywhere. They specialize in cheap flights, discount hotel rooms, cheap car rental rates, and great package deals anywhere around the world. Wherever you want to go, they can help you get there cheaply and with the best price guarantee. If you want the lowest prices on your airline tickets or other travel services, call now. That's right, call. That's the only way to get these rates. Experts are standing by 24-7 to get you the cheapest airfare and hotel rates available. So don't wait. Call right now for the lowest travel prices anywhere and for great last-minute travel deals, too. Call right now. 800-708-3091-800-708-3091-800-708-3091. That's 800-708-3091. We can all agree that a good education benefits students, their family, and society as a whole. Education shapes your child into the person they will become. Join your local hosts, Rebecca Hagstrom and Mark Durkin, as they explore how to get the best education for your child while ensuring that the values you're teaching at home are being respected. From cursive to curriculum and everything in between, school is now in session. Education Nation, Saturdays at 6 p.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. There are many perks to being a member of the Patriot Freedom Fan Club. Join in November and you could win a copy of Marlon Bundo's Best Christmas Ever, written by the Vice President's daughter, Charlotte Pence. Register to win at am1280thepatriot.com. Simply click on Fan Club. The Patriot Freedom Fan Club is brought to you by Lucky's Stations and their nine metro locations. Visit them at luckysstations.com. Looking for future leaders we can trust and believe in? Look no further than the high school student athletes right here in Minnesota. 
High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It begins by making their grades and being on time for practice. It includes learning to listen, following directions, accepting responsibility, being a good role model. And it's about respect for officials, opponents, the rules, and each other. The result? It transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. High school sports. There's so much more than just a game. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association.